0: Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day and your blessings and provisions. God, thank you for this time. Uh, God, just to come together and record this podcast. Lord, thank you for uh, this conversation. And uh, Lord, just all of your blessings. Father, pray that every ear that would hear this uh, would just feel your presence and your blessing today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
1: Hello, everyone. This is Lamanda Broyles, the executive director here at the Topeka Rescue Mission. And we want to thank you for listening to Our Community, Our Mission on this um, Wednesday, June 14th, episode 178.
2: Miriam, what do you think about that? I think that's fabulous.
1: I know. You know, I just was at a meeting yesterday, and someone said that they were following a podcast and gave me the name of the podcast, and they said, do you like podcasts? And I said, well, actually, we do one every week at the Topeka (laughs) Rescue Mission
2: to highlight just our phenomenal community, so it was pretty neat to talk about that. Well, And you know, when you think about it, 178 doesn't sound like that many, right? Mm -hmm. Until you think about that there's only 52 weeks in a year, Yes, and we've Uh been doing this a long time. Yes. And I think it's just neat. You know,
1: sometimes we get to talk about just what the Lord is doing here at the rescue mission. Sometimes we get to highlight just community members who are just sometimes are unseen heroes that are out there doing the work. And then sometimes we get to talk about
2: topics and they don't actually get bumped. You know what? You want to
1: talk about that
2: to our listeners? (laughs) Honestly, it's a little bit traumatic to me. And it, it, it brings up, Heartache. Sure. There's tissues. Okay. Um, so, yeah. you know, we've the, been bumped on this topic bumped, a yes. lot.
1: Uh, so, we have mentioned previously um, that the Topeka Rescue Mission belongs to an association that represents um, well over 300 rescue missions all across the world. And so that association is called CityGate Network and it is just a remarkable backbone that has tons of resources for us. But in addition to just this ongoing support and connect groups that we have, they also do an annual conference every mm-hmm. year. Yes. Uh, Miriam, you've gone to a couple of those. Yes. And so we've been excited to share and then we've come back and for whatever reason, the t- <laughs> times That Miriam and I were supposed mm-hmm. to talk about it would get bumped
2: it's one like time, there two things times. Things that were more important. I know, I know, but. And they might have been. But they, they were, but we were excited to share. I know. I know. Um, and our hearts were heavy. Yes. So we
1: we're, got bumped. We're working through that. It's pretty much all Josh. It's it, oh, bumping us. Oh, we're going to do name blame. Yeah. Josh, <laughs> okay. I, have a mic <laughs> I know. And he's not even it. I knew that. Uh, so we are excited that we are actually going to get to talk to you about our CityGate Network experience, and we're doing. It on the day that it was scheduled. So we are, we're pumped about that. It's a joyful Uh, day. It is a joyful day. So, you know, this year um, we were able to, there were eight of us total that went. And, um, you know, when we try to take different people each year, those numbers, you know, differentiate. And really it's to just be vulnerable to say, God, what have you been doing at the rescue mission? What are you doing? And equip us for what you need us to do next. Right. And I think that it's just an incredible experience. And so this was our biggest group to take. Yes. Um, And you and I were kind of mama hens. Yeah, I'm not sure
2: I've ever felt older in my life.
1: <laughs> uh, well, I wasn't going to say it like that, but um... well, that's because you're one of them. Yeah, I know that's right. <laughs> uh, but it's just remarkable because you have these um, general sessions, and Miriam, yeah. can you just kind of give a highlight of what what can you expect when we all go into a general session? What is it like?
2: You know, Lamanda, it's a little bit hard to even put into words because you think you know what it feels like to go to a conference Mm -hmm. and then you go to a CityGate conference where you have 1,200 people Uh um, from all over, not just the United States, but internationally too, all coming into the room with the same kind of heart, Mm -hmm. with the same kind of desire, um, ready to hear from the Lord, Mm -hmm. right? To hear what he has to say to us, whether it's through the person that might be speaking or whether it's through the worship music that Mm -hmm. happens or the reading of scripture that happens. And there is just an energy in that room of 1200 people that is indescribable Mm -hmm. It um, is because you sort of have to be there. Mm -hmm. Um, it is palpable. Yes. It is absolutely palpable that it, there is something different mm-hmm. going on there and that there are people there whose hearts are different. Yes. Right. Are are different, different there for different purposes. We're all there to learn. Mm-hmm. Right. But I think the connection and the community and the um, celebration of being with brothers and sisters in Christ is is what makes it so unique. Yes, I agree. Um, and then in
1: addition to these general sessions that Miriam just did a great job describing, and it really is, uh, you have to be there. Mm-hmm. You, you have to be there to have the feeling and to see and You know, there are some people there that um, you can tell are on the mountaintops. They're having successes in their missions or their ministries or, um, you know, they've had breakthroughs and and things like that. And then you can see some are just tired Mm -hmm. and um, they're not weary of doing good. but they're weary of all that still needs to be done. Right. And so to me, it's just neat to be able to sit next to people that look different. They're from different parts of the world. Um, You might be talking to someone to your right who is an executive director, and you might be talking to someone left who is a back office support, and you might be in front of you is someone who's doing programming or shelter work. And it's just incredible to see the different perspectives um, for that. In addition to these large general sessions that Miriam described, uh, we're also blessed throughout every day that we're there to have anywhere between three to four of what they call track sessions Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um,
2: where you can break off into small groups. So just kind of generalize those, Miriam. So those are very specific to different roles within the ministry, right? So it might be about finance or it might be about HR or it might be about programming or it might be about Addiction recovery, it real these really are sessions um, that have a very targeted kind of focus on what many of us do every single day. Mm-hmm. So ha- being able to go in there and now be uh, in the presence of a smaller group, mm-hmm. but likely doing similar things to you, yes, um, is really then the opportunity for education and asking questions and. Sometimes it's about learning new things, and sometimes it's about thinking. Yeah, you know, we're pretty good at this. Yes, Uh Um, we're we're kind of on top of this one. And people then will reach out to us to say, "Okay, you talked about this. Tell me more about how you're doing this." Absolutely. So this wonderful opportunity to learn and to network um, and to just really kind of dive into the work that we do at a, at a more granular level.
1: Yes. And one of the things that I wanted to do, you know, to make sure that we're being a wise steward of our resources of taking this group was we did some planning ahead of time too. So it wasn't just, Oh, we're going on this trip. We're going to be in this, um, conference. It was meetings leading up to it. We, uh, we, I caught myself, Kim, not the mouse in my pocket, but Kim, who's going to be talking in just a minute, did an exceptional job of printing out the program and we would do planning sessions. So talk a little bit about that. What did that look like?
2: Well, you know, we really try not to Like, since there were a number of us, you know, when it was just two of us going, well, it was pretty easy to spread out. Sure. Right. There's two of us and there's tons of sessions. Mm -hmm. But here, since we had more people, we wanted to make sure that we were going to sessions that were appropriate for us to and not doing too much duplication, Mm -hmm. not having too many times when there was more than one person or more Mm -hmm. than two people in the room. Mm -hmm. So it was really saying, okay, well, And we also, in those planning sessions, looked at, so what is it that we're kind of seeking here? What Mm -hmm. are we considering doing that we might be able to learn from this session? Mm -hmm. Or, you know, we really don't even know what we're doing in this area. Mm -hmm. We need to go to this session and really learn what other people are doing to see if this is something that God is really calling us to do. So it was about being intentional with our time at the conference, Mm -hmm. Um, while still doing things, though, that we're going to fill us yes. personally, mm-hmm. right? Because we all know what we're experiencing and, and maybe what we need in order to be able to keep walking forward in our jobs. And so there was that opportunity too, for people to say to us, you know, I think I need this. right? I think I really want to see what this is all about because this is what I'm experiencing or this is where I am. Sure. So it was, it was just an opportunity for us to do the most that we could in the time that we were going to have mm-hmm. um, as a group. And being intentional. I love how you said that because, you know, we
1: um, were excited to go, but we also know that um, by this opportunity, the experience doesn't stay at CityGate, Uh, that 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 experience, then God is going to use it. And um, if you've listened to some of our podcasts before you hear, uh, you might remember that Miriam and I described this um, conviction and this deep rooted responsibility of taking care of your flock. And we've talked about that now for almost two years that came from a city gate network conference. And so we know that this isn't just an experience that you go and then it's done. We know that God uses it for either the seed he's already planted Mm -hmm. and he's watering it to the seed that he plants and then it's going to come. Right, And so, um, part of what we do then after we come back from the conference, again, making sure that our experience enhances our ministry and God's work here is um, talk about it on the podcast so that we just spread the good news um, about what we heard and what we're excited about, uh, what may have wrecked us um, in a good way. In addition to that, we will also be... um, meeting in the next couple of weeks to uh, make a presentation for our board. And so the team was aware of that. We'll be presenting to them also just gratitude for the opportunity um, doing that. And then, of course, you know, um, the glaring thing is, then what are we going to implement in our roles? And one thing that's already bubbled up is uh, Mike and I are going to be working together on... creating, we're going to take what we heard and then kind of make it our own too, was a session on um, just overcoming leadership anxiety and uh, what that looks like. And uh, who are we listening to? Who's guiding our hearts? And so we'll have this experience and we had it and it was wonderful. Now we're sharing with all of you, the listeners, and we hope that it sparks just interest and um, just for you to hear what we were able to do and also see if maybe God's calling you to be a part of it. And then we'll be presenting it to the board and implementing it throughout our ministry. So we have um, four incredible people centered around the table. I wish you could see all of them right now. Um, In addition to Miriam, we also have Kim, my executive assistant. We have Daniel, who's an outreach advocate. And we have Mike, who is assistant director of our distribution center. And all four of them were able to attend the conference. And so we're just going to kind of open up with first, um, because it was a first time for Kim, Daniel, and mike to attend the city gate right Mm -hmm. on all four on all three of you so um what were just kind of your expectations reservations excitements um going into it and since mike is jumping up and down in his seat (laughs) and uh i think he's got his arm raised he wants to go first pick me pick me pick me um go ahead and just talk to us what were just kind of your thoughts uh before going to the conference
3: Well, I mean, I'll just be 100% honest. I mean, I told you guys in the meeting that, you know, with with my past and what I was doing in ministry beforehand, Mm -hmm. conferences to me were kind of a networking way to move on on and get Mm -hmm. the heck out of Dodge. Mm -hmm. Um, So I was excited to see the – and the key word here is intentionality Mm -hmm. that Mm -hmm. you, Miriam, and LaManda had – um for us to go there to learn how to be better as as employees but also better as children of god mm-hmm. um so just some of the classes and there are the sessions that we were going to be part of you know i kind of knew what to expect But then when we actually got there, it was like, oh, holy cow, it's all in this building? Because Mm -hmm. I was thinking, oh, it's going to be across the street because that's where a conference center is. No, it was in the entire hotel. And the hotel was like, it was great. It was Mm -hmm. fantastic. Um, So yeah, it just, just going into it, I kind of knew what to expect, but my expectations were way too low mm-hmm. of what was actually brought forth and the worship sessions, the speakers, the the track sessions that mm-hmm. we went to. Um, it blew me out of the water, mm-hmm. honestly. Um, I can't say enough good things about what I got out of it. And, you know, it's just funny that we discussed the whole anxiety thing. You yes. know, I have debilitating obsessive compulsive disorder. And, mm-hmm. yeah, now we're going to discuss how we can implement Overcoming that anxiety. And that uh-huh. gives me anxiety, but <laughs> And you we're know, gonna do it by like,
1: putting you in front of people to do it, right?
3: Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um so yeah, it just it's just great that something that that I have, but something that I try to dime to myself daily sure. with with being anxious, and it's just I mean, it's just a part of who I am, and yes. it's not necessarily overcoming it, it's it's managing it mm-hmm. and allowing the Lord to pour into my life and allowing him to show me the truth of what actually is in front of me and what he wants me to do yes um it's a great blessing yes it's a it's a glorious burden to have Mm -hmm. um so
1: yeah absolutely fun stuff daniel what about you um going into the conference um you're new to streets you're incredible though it already seems like you're a veteran. Um they hated to lose you at the distribution center. Um I thought maybe Mike and Holton were not going to be my friend anymore <laughs> when I told them. Um but you have just been such a vessel for the Lord. Um over the last 7 8 months, however long it's been and um just the joy you bring every day is is such a blessing. Um and so I'm just curious to see what were you thinking before this conference? What expectations, thoughts, what did you think?
0: Yeah, so I um, I think I was a little maybe different than most of the people that were going because I didn't know that I was going until just a few weeks beforehand because we didn't have a spot open up mm-hmm. and so didn't really know anything about Citygate, <laughs> any of that before. Yeah, a few weeks you know beforehand, didn't know that you know as a mission we were a part of that network or um, you know what it was about, and so. Um, you know, I came in on that kind of that final meeting mm-hmm. that we had before we left and, um, and I was like, sounds cool. I know. You know, I just, <laughs> just like, and, uh, and so, yeah, going into it, um, you know, initially I, I kind of, I, I, I was like, wow, this is, it's incredible that there's so, it sounds like there's so many different missions that, that mm-hmm. want that just even want to get together yes. like that um and so to me it was it was just a lot of curiosity just like wow I, I don't know you know what's gonna really mm-hmm. be like but it mm-hmm. sounds really cool you yes know? It's <laughs> like I've, right. I've never heard anything of you know the sort and so um yeah that that was kind of my initial yeah going in and then uh just even being there I um and actually I one of the one of the things that they let you do is they'll uh they sent out this email you know to kind mm-hmm. of review you know just like a general overview of you know how was your time. And, I remarked in there just that, man, the way that I saw people from across the country that have Mm -hmm. the same heart, the same passion, desire, coming together just to spend time with each other, Mm -hmm. like, that was wild. Mm -hmm. Like, and... It's almost like for
1: those moments that all is well in the world. mm -hmm. You really feel like that almost the entire time, even though you're talking about brokenness and the challenges of our work and all of that, just the level of hope and encouragement and just authenticity of people just wanting well-being for others. Mm -hmm. It's just like, can we just pause this? Can this just be our utopia, our little slice of heaven on earth, you know? I agree, Daniel. Um, It's also Daniel's first time to be on the podcast. Let's all give him a round of applause. He's doing great. He's doing great. We're going to be having him on um, in the next couple of weeks to uh, just talk about his time at TRM. So you'll be hearing more from him uh, this podcast, but also in his role coming up soon. Uh, Kim. What did you think? Uh, Kim, did you even get to enjoy? Let's be real. Kim is my assistant and she is such a servant's heart and she is (coughs) joyful and she is organized. And the only reason besides the Lord why I'm able to do what I'm able to do, because she's so incredible at it all. Uh, But she made packets for us and everybody had their itineraries and it was organized. We knew what we were doing. So I just this is my time to check in with her to say, Kim. Thank you. But
4: also talk to us about what your thoughts were, if you were able to have time for any. <laughs> yes. No, I had so much fun. Um, obviously, going into the conference, being an executive assistant, I'm looking at different the different tracks and the different sessions on what I can take from it and what can mm-hmm. better me and my role and how to support you or mm-hmm. other areas of the mission. Um, but I thought it was great. I felt like, obviously I grew up going to church camp, so I felt it was like the church camp of re- rescue missions. Yes. Uh huh. Um, and then there's the exhibit hall with all the freebies and mm-hmm. stuff. Um, but <laughs> so it was just really fun to get together, um, and worship. And, um, so i my expectation going in was it's going to be like church camp. Mm. You're going to go there and you're going to have a lot of fun and have some time to hang out. My favorite part of it, though, was emerging leaders mm-hmm. because we were on those monthly calls mm-hmm. and getting to see those people in person mm-hmm. is just really fun because you can see somebody over video multiple times. And then when you meet them in person, it's just connecting all the dots. Sure. Can you talk a little bit more about what emerging leaders? What is that? So what the group is, it's um, anyone
1: under 40? Yes. Okay. We say 39-ish <laughs> and then we have to pull the knife
4: out of Miriam's back and heart. <laughs> Well, the bad part is I just snorted. Um, So on mic, I know, right? (laughs) Um, So it's anyone under forty, and the bad part is a lot of us are we don't normally stay up late. Sure, (laughs) Uh and the groups were after sessions at like nine to eleven, so we're all like drained from the conference. Uh But they made it fun, and it's connecting and networking. And it's just a time for leaders that are younger in the ministry to get together and just pour into each other. Mm -hmm. And that was the amazing part is people from all walks of life, from Alaska to Pennsylvania to Texas, like everyone coming in there and just sharing what they're struggling with, which is exactly what everyone else is struggling with. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, Hearing one guy talk about how he's fills the Lord. It's time for him to be the father. Yes. And then Mike was right beside him saying, you know, you don't need to be scared. Yes, Next. you can do this. You, uh-huh. you got this. Yes. Uh-huh. Um, and so it's just, it was a beautiful picture. Um, the whole thing of what ministry is and what God has called us to do. Yes, I agree. So, you know, um, Emerging leaders is something that the
1: CityGate Network has really blessed us with. Um, They've kind of had a little bit of it for a couple of years, but it's really taken off the past couple of years. And um, from John Ashman to... Alice to Lisa, um, Justin. Everybody there at City Gate Network has just allowed us to run with this, and so um, I helped co lead it uh, with a gentleman by the name of Jordan Smith. Um, he's with Tree of Life Ministries in Virginia, and it's it's so funny being a co leader of something when your co-leader is across the United States, you know, but we make it work and we do it via Zooms, like Kim said, but we also come together and we discuss certain topics. And so we have a Facebook page that's private. We have an email group. Uh, We celebrate when people get married and have babies. And um, it's just incredible to be able to keep some of that networking going. Uh, And then this past time we did some fun games, which I think lasted way too long. I was ready to (laughs) put my pajamas on and go to bed. We're definitely uh, not in
3: college. Yes. <laughs> that was so None late. <laughs> <of us. laughs>
1: oh my goodness. And then I don't know about you guys, but I think because then I was up that late, you know, it would be like one o'clock in the morning and I'm ready for a steak and potato. You yeah. know? And I'm like, I do not need to definitely. eat. I don't need a snack. I just need to go to bed. Um, but what's neat about that is we had this fun time and this networking, but then we also dug deep. Mm-hmm. I mean, we talked mm-hmm. about what challenges do we see in our ministries? Um, what are we looking at in ourselves as a future leader and looking at what's going really well that we felt like we needed to share. And so then we broke up into these groups and really just had a time of reflecting, reflecting on ourselves. And, and then we ended our time with, um, writing on index cards, um, either scriptures or drawing pictures, something that was laid on their heart and what Jordan and I will be doing for the next year is every week posting, uh, or when it just kind of comes to our hearts, posting one of those, um, Um, As an encouragement for people to be reminded of our our good time together with emerging leaders, but also that at that moment, God placed that words of affirmation, that scripture, that encouraging word. um, And then we will then share that with the group to encourage. So thanks for sharing about emerging leaders, Kim. I think it was great, too, and and just a a good part to be around. Mm -hmm. Um, So when you think about um, your time at CityGate um, there, we had lots of fun. We're not going to talk about all of that, Mike, <laughs> um, but we had lots of fun. We also had lots of tears um, when we are sensitive to things and when God lays serious concerns on our hearts um, and is calling us to do that. Uh, and then you just have times where you're like, man, that really spoke to me or that touched me or that's something that I'm going to remember. Um talk to us about something like that whether it was in a general session a track session a conversation with something just something that sticks out to you when you reflect on your time um, that you can tell that it's just a big deal to you and even if you don't know how God's going to use that just something that stands out Miriam do you want to start us off on that one no okay
2: Uh, let's go (laughs) go back she asked Uh she asked (laughs) um Gosh, you know, okay, so ask me the question again. <laughs>
1: what is something, whether it was in the general session, a track session, our time together as the TRM group, just something that stood out to you as an aha moment or something that was special, something that has you thinking, mm-hmm. just
2: something that's, that's big to you. So there were a lot of aha moments, but let me speak about the team first, mm-hmm. because if there's anything that I feel is my biggest takeaway... Not that I was in doubt, mm-hmm. but we have an, a really, uh, we have a really amazing team, mm-hmm. and the people that went with us this year, Lamanda, mm-hmm. were just incredible. So mm-hmm. for me, one of my biggest joys was getting to know them better. Right. And Mm -hmm. to just have it be not work related or have it be work related or have it be just conversations about God and um, how we arrived. So while I got so much out of general sessions, whether it was um, someone talking about the fact that make sure that the folks that are on the field with you Mm -hmm. um, are the ones that really want to be in the game. Mm -hmm. Otherwise they probably need to be in the bleachers. Mm -hmm. Um, There was power in that for me. Uh, There was power for me in hearing we need to be bold and we need to be dangerous. Mm -hmm. I have pondered on that dangerous comment Mm -hmm. a lot. Mm -hmm. Like, what exactly does that mean to be dangerous? Mm -hmm. You know, and I, in my head, I keep saying, I need to be dangerous for the Lord. So what, what does that mean? I've added that. So to me, the number of takeaways is extreme, Mm -hmm. but the joy that I got was in knowing our team better and just going, wow, look at what God has assembled. Mm -hmm. Yes. And, um, Oh my goodness, where's the Lord taking us? Mm -hmm. Because Mm -hmm. with the people that we had with us, Mm The possibilities are uh, breathtaking. Yes. And, you know, I think just to
1: piggyback off of that, just some of the most intriguing, detailed, and deep thoughts that I heard from so many of our team members. Yes. Um, th- and then they would talk amongst themselves, and then that generated new thoughts, yes. p- new desires, new thinking. And there was a moment where we were all in um the hotel room and i just remember thinking i'm not sure i've ever seen in person iron sharpening iron yeah until now yeah um and when we were just talking about how much we mean to each other mm-hmm. and um what other people see in each other and then what that makes them think and just the possibilities of things that we could do and how far people have come and those kinds of things. I literally stopped and thought, this is exactly what it means. It's iron sharpening iron. We are using truth. We are using goodness, um, to uplift one another. Yeah. Um, and then that then sparks someone else to go, Oh, and I need to say this. Mm -hmm. And then it was just this domino effect. So I agree with you. Um, just seeing the team and, and also taking some of the heaviness aside, just their joyfulness. Oh my
2: gosh, we had um, fun.
1: Yes, from the laughter at dinner times yeah. to the picking on each other, to <laughs> we won't talk about the meme about myself <laughs> that's circulating. <laughs> Um, but I had a contact we don't disaster. Need to talk about it. Yes, it's,
2: it's scheduled for it's the post.
1: Great, wonderful. Um, oh yes, someone got a picture of me when my contact was out, and so it looks like I have my hand in the air, and now my hand has held Simba and tossed pizza, and I've been a, a mechanic, a chicken. Yeah. Um, so there's just been this funness too, um, and this sense of camaraderie, and you know, I just can't help but think that. When we sit there and laugh, so does the Lord. Mm -hmm. Like he sees that we are delighting in each other. We have trust. We are helping each other Um, and we're laughing. And I I just know that heaven is filled with praise. And Mm -hmm. I also believe deeply in my heart that part of praise is laughter. Mm -hmm. It is it is that joyful noise. And so I agree. Um, Mike, what about you? What's something that was. An aha, something that was important, stood out to you?
3: I have always struggled with trusting the Lord. Mm-hmm. Um, that's just a part of my anxiety. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I listen to the narrator that's in my head, and that's the lies that are being told. And mm-hmm. um, You see it perfectly like in Indiana Jones in the Last Crusade when he's trying to take that step of faith, mm-hmm. and he doesn't see the bridge. But there, it's there. Mm-hmm. So he's trying to get to the Holy Grail to save his dad. Um, and it's that blind but convicting faith that he takes that step. And just piggybacking off of what Miriam said, John Ashman just – it was like the Holy Spirit just came up with him, mm-hmm. the two-by-four, mm-hmm. whacked me upside the head with it. Um He said, and I like, I wrote this in my prayer journal for crying out loud. Like, I don't like to write quotes from people in my prayer journal. Like, these are prayers that I'm reaching out and my heart's bleeding out for the Lord. And I I was like, I got to write it down. I'm writing it down right now. Um, He said, never underestimate what you can do when you are in step with the Holy Spirit Mm -hmm. and charging in the right direction. Mm -hmm. Be dangerous. Mm Mm-hmm. He's like you gotta you have a rhino they're one of the most dangerous animals because they can only see thirty five feet in front of them mm-hmm. but they charge thirty miles an hour yeah, so if you are in the path of the rhino, you better get out of the way or else you're getting bowled over mm-hmm. so he's like, that's how we need to be with the Holy Spirit being in step with him, there's nothing more dangerous than that so it's like, okay, that was the challenge for me of okay, I need to stop doubting what God is leading me to do, Mm -hmm. and I just need to fully give it to him Mm -hmm. and be like, you know what? I trust you what you want to do with me. Mm -hmm. Let's go. Mm -hmm. Um, Charge it. Charge. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. Just an amazing time of growth. Um, And then right after that, I mean, you can see it. I had my prayer journal right open. This entire paragraph is then a prayer for John to continue Mm -hmm. his ministry. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, okay, he's He's quote, retiring unquote Mm -hmm. from it, but he's not, he's not retiring. He's going to continue doing ministry. And it's like, Mm -hmm. man, if I could just have just a sliver of the passion that he has when he's his age, Mm -hmm. when I'm his age, Mm -hmm. I'm set. Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah, that just kind of going off of Miriam, it's, i got to be dangerous. Mm -hmm. I've got to be dangerous. Mm -hmm.
1: You know, I think um, when we hear the word dangerous, immediately it has a negative connotation. Right. right? Right. Um, I don't know about you, but I've never described myself as dangerous. Um, Or if I am talking about danger to my daughters or something like that, there is a hesitation with it. Mm -hmm. And when he said that in that moment, I wrote it down to Mike. But it's almost like I needed to write it down because I needed to ponder on it, Um, where I was thinking, what all does this mean? You know, what does that look like? And then over the course of the next few days to be vulnerable with our listeners for a minute, one thing that I think was revealed to me was that when we are doing what the Lord needs us to do, we should not be allowing anything to halt that. And so, if we are dangerous, that means it's not that we're doing something destructive. It doesn't mean that we're doing something that is, um, you know, unthought of, that kind of thing. But dangerous means we are going at it with full determination, Um, meaning, unless the Lord corrects us, nothing's going to stop us. Mm -hmm. And as the executive director, I was convicted a couple of times throughout the week, just realizing um, that I could write out a sentence stem and I could write out a sentence stem that would say blank is keeping me from being dangerous for the Lord. And I could easily do it. Mm -hmm. I could fill that in and I could say politics is keeping me from being dangerous from the Lord. Um, Nervousness, keeping me dangerous from the Lord, all of these things. And so over the last week or two of being back, I've just said, Lord, help me to be dangerous for you and take those blanks away, the things that I've put in there, um, because it's two parts. Not only do we have to do, Mike, what you just said, where we know what God's telling us to do, and then we have to do it. We also have to be able to recognize the darts that are coming at us yes. that are keeping us from doing that as well. It's it's two parts. And so um, I think that that revelation that several of us got from what he said, I think is going to be something that was a foundation for us mm-hmm. because I don't even think we know what's coming, mm-hmm. but it was almost like the Lord just said, keep doing it, walk with me and you don't have to worry about yep. a thing uh, because he's going to take care of it. So mm-hmm. thanks for sharing that. That's, yep. that was powerful, Mike. Um, Daniel, what about you? Something that just stood out to you, something that... Just kind of blew your mind, touched your heart—just something that you think that you will forever remember.
0: Yeah, so there were actually several moments like that um, during the course of the conference, um, and I remember. Um, I'll just real briefly. I'll mention this one. Um, Dr. Kay English was um, presenting on uh, human trafficking, and um, I remember a moment in there um, where I was—I uh, was actually sitting next to. Our Rachel Flanagan <laughs> and uh, and um, and she was you know just um, you know absorbing things too, but um, I think um, just maybe in, in in a different way, just like really kind of affirming a lot of the things. And there was so much of the material that I had kind of heard about some that that uh, Doctor English was presenting, but like I really just I I don't feel like I really quite grasped some of those things. You know whether it was. Just a generalized, you know, this is the situation in the world currently, um, you know, with regard to human trafficking or um, um, whether it was even down to like individual stories that she was sharing. But I remember there being a moment where I was, I was reach, I was actually reaching down for my bag. I don't even know what I was reaching for necessarily. Like maybe it was an, a pen or something, <laughs> but I, I, I actually, I physically stopped because I couldn't move anymore. Mm. And I started to cry because I, I was like, Lord, I don't like in this moment, Lord, I don't even, I don't know what to do with this. Mm -hmm. And, um, and I just had to be really honest with the Lord in that. And, um, And I I felt peace, you know, come over Mm -hmm. me when I Mm -hmm. said that, because that's, you know, it was, it was my surrender of those things to him. You know, Mm -hmm. I, I, I can't carry those things, but you know, uh, he can. And so that was really impactful. Mm -hmm. Um, but then there was one other session, um, that, um, man, things that, um, his name is Paul Gates. He's the executive director of river of life mission, um, in Oahu, uh, Hawaii. And, um, uh, just things that he was saying, um, the, the session was called God is on the Move, and it was about the things that have been happening there on Oahu um, with regard to, to mobile uh, partnerships. And um, one of the first things that he talked about was um, how inspiring what uh, you, Lamanda, had shared last mm-hmm. year mm-hmm. Uh, was, and then the result of that being their team taking that back. And in one year's time, mm-hmm. the incredible mm-hmm. things that the Lord has done through their uh, first, just honestly, it really just started with prayer is mm-hmm. what he was talking about, you know, prayer and, and, and just intentional worship and then and then planning and then a small partnership with a local um, organization that had honestly just started with some homeschool moms that, mm-hmm. uh, you know, were feeding people out of, mm-hmm. you know, um, back doors essentially. And, Um, And it's grown and now they have 66 different mobile hubs Mm -hmm. all around the island that are set up and um, a lot of them are being run not even by the mission directly anymore. It's, It's actually being run by partners that have been trained to uh, with this model that they've that they've seen just uh, you know working really well um, to be able to supply services most of them running you know at least one day a week and um, and so I was just and I was sitting there and one of the things that uh, he Paul kept saying was just he kept giving glory back to God and just talking about the power of prayer and mm-hmm. what that can do in our lives and um, and I just I was like man like, Lord, I I feel like I have had that on my heart for so long mm-hmm. and I, I've moved in some things with, with prayer, but I feel like you're calling even harder just that me towards that, mm-hmm. um, towards you in prayer and to just ask you for bigger things and then to mm-hmm. step forward to and expect mm-hmm. that you're going to yes. come through with those, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. So anyhow, that was, that was pretty impactful. Uh, huh. And
1: you know what Daniel's mentioning with the... Um, God is on the move. What that was last year was, um, I had gone to a similar session, um, that Daniel's talking about wanting to learn about. Um, kind of mobile services because we were a year in at that time for the mobile access partnership. For those of you that don't know, there's five or six key partners and we have Stormont Vale has a mobile clinic and we have a shower trailer with Vallejo and clothing trailer and food trailer with TRM and amongst lots of other services, veterinarian services with Street Dog Coalition and On and on and on. And so when I went to that room, I wanted to be able to bring ideas back. And so the person that was doing it said, Please raise your hand if you have a shower trailer. And so my hand was raised. Please raise your hand if you have a food trailer. Lots of hands went down. Some more hands went up. Please raise your hand. Please raise your hand. Please raise your hand. (laughs) Well, my hand stayed raised, and I was the only one in a room of about 40 that the hand was raised. And so the presenter called on me and said, Talk to us about what you're doing. And I said, Well, first of all, glory to be to God that we have these. But I said, we have all of those. And then it was, please talk to us about how you're doing this. Mm -hmm. And so we talked about how we set up around the city and we do. Um, So that's a little bit about what Daniel was mentioning. I just shared what our incredible community partners have come together to do. And now that small seed of just sharing, they didn't see it. They didn't come visit it. It was just me talking about it. Um, They gave it to the Lord and now the Lord has blessed them with 66 sites. Mm -hmm. Um, And it looks very different than ours, but it has components of ours. And so um, just another power of this conference where you just don't know what all God is just waiting to do. Um, And it's incredible when you see him get to do it. Um, Kim, what about you? Well,
4: just real quick, they have 2,400 volunteers to help with that. Mm-hmm. Just that part. With that part. Mm-hmm. Isn't I was that in, incredible? I came in late to the session, but yeah, it, that blew me away. Mm-hmm. As a former volunteer coordinator, I'm like, that's insane. Like, mm-hmm. especially in a year to get that all together. Mm-hmm. So, yes, um, that was a good session. Um, one of my favorite things besides like the camaraderie and just hanging out with everyone <coughs> was in the first session, um, Obviously, with having little kids and stuff at home, um, and I'm a child at heart in some ways, mm-hmm. that I have always talked about having your light shine. Yes. Yeah. Not letting people blow out your candle. Uh-huh. Make sure people are encouraging your candle to light shine bright yes. and everything. And at the very end, when I think his name was Joe... Mm-hmm. <coughs> made us all get up and start singing this little line of mine. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like how impactful it is Mm -hmm. to have all these adults (laughs) singing this little line of mine and made us yell. And the motions. (laughs) Yes. We had to do the motions. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. Um, I brought a cold back from Orlando too. Uh So it was really fun. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But so that was one of my favorite times besides the worship. um, The last, uh, the Saturday worship was so impactful. Yes. Um, I just, the song, um, he is for you, just that line, Mm -hmm. just reminding people over and over again. Like, I can't remember the name of that song, Mm -hmm. but it just goes, he is for you. He is for you. Mm -hmm. Um, and talking about how God's going to go before you and for your children and, Mm -hmm. um, for generations to come. Um, but just in that moment, you're reminded and that's getting yourself filled up. Obviously you're going out after that, um, back to where you're at and getting to minister to those that you're around. But instead of you just always pouring into people, just Mm -hmm. reminding yourself Mm -hmm. that he's for you as well. Yes. Um, Not just for those that you're ministering for. Mm -hmm. So, but it was, it was beautiful. It was. And, you know, I think um, everyone probably
1: walked away. Even when we did this little light of mine, we all walked away with, a different takeaway from that too. Mm -hmm. You could tell some people were like, their light was shining bright Mm -hmm. and they were helping 10 others around them who was in the dark. Mm -hmm. And then you could just see the looks on faces of people who are like, my candle's been blown out. Mm -hmm. I need to be relit. And you could see people that their candle was just flickering mm-hmm. and then you could tell it because then that person was hugging someone else. And, and it was just beautiful. Um, and, and I agree with you. The worship was just remarkable. I think I cried, I mean, surprised, but cried every single <coughs> session that we did with the, with the worship. What about you, Miriam, an aha moment or something that stands out?
2: So I was just trying to think through all of the different things and, <clears throat> Maybe, maybe because of all of the things that we're considering going forward, but mm-hmm. um, it talked. Uh, there was one of our general session speakers that spoke about um, challenges that we have and people mm-hmm. that might hold us back or people that will constrain us, mm-hmm. and um, that it takes us to a point of feeling like maybe whatever it is that we were thinking is actually dead. Mm-hmm. And the comment that she made that what is dead to others is only dormant for God mm-hmm. yes. and that we should never, mm-hmm. we should never limit the size of our God to mm-hmm. what other people think can happen. Yes, And I think that's very, very pertinent. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. For us to remember, yes, in um all of the things that we're kind of looking at and things that we think may be going on uh, for folks that we serve, I just think that that's a really that's one really important thing to remember. Mm-hmm. other people may we might think it's dead, but for our God, it's maybe only dormant mm-hmm. and that he has plans and he will move us forward and he will guide us yes, and he will go before us, and we do not need to let other. Th- people's thoughts constrain us.
1: -hmm. You know, I was going to ask one more question about what you learned that we were going to apply, but with what Miriam just said, I, you know, I feel like we should end on that. Um, you know, there is so much that we learned at city gate and there were so many takeaways, regardless if it was the worship, if it was a general session, if it was the Lord speaking to you so much that your hand stopped, um, Freedom, Mike, that you have gotten. I mean, I've just seen Mm -hmm. weight just be lifted off of you. And as just someone who loves you and adores you, um, not even just as a supervisor, just as a person, I just feel like I want to just be like screaming from the mountaintops <laughs> right for you. Um and so there are so many things that I think you just heard uh these four individuals talk about their aha moment and why it was big and so obviously those lessons that they just mentioned mm-hmm. they're going to bring back. They're going to bring back to their teams. They're going to be presented um with a situation. You know, Miriam and I have already kind of walked through that a little bit of just saying watch who you're allowing mute you, Mm -hmm. um, watch who you are listening to, who is defining you. Um, I, in addition to that, as I close, um, one of the sessions that I attended, uh, it was on anxiety and, um, he said, when you are anxious, you tend to want to take control even more (laughs) and that it's not healthy. And he said, have you ever thought about why you might be anxious about your job, being anxious about a decision, being anxious about what people think. Um, and we were all kind of like, that seems like a no-brainer, but when you really stop to think about why you're anxious, like the root causes, it gets deep, right? Mm-hmm. And he said, um, it all goes down to the fact of you don't want to feel stupid because you don't know something. And when you don't know something, you feel exposed. And so as we go to close out um, our time together, thank you guys for sharing. I hope that you remember um, just the points that these four said. I hope you remember Miriam talking about um, just that, just because you know, God has told you to do something or has called you to do something. And maybe it's not popular right now. uh, Don't give up. Because what seems like it's impossible is going to be made possible for the Lord if it's what he wants you to do. And if you are fighting anxiety right now, or you are fighting anxious thoughts, or you are feeling like you are unworthy, or you're feeling like you've been called to do something and you can't do it, those are all lies of the enemy. And I hope that you remember that as you listen to our excitement about CityGate, but that it's so much more than CityGate Network. It's so much more than what we learned. It's now how we apply what we learned to what God is doing to mold and form us. So we want to thank you for listening to our community, our mission, episode 178 with the four incredible people uh, at the Topeka Rescue Mission reflecting on their time and their learning at the annual conference that they just attended. Uh, Please remember, if you like what you hear and you want to hear more and follow that, please subscribe, rate, and share online. Just remember that whatever God's calling you to do, he's equipped you and he's in the process of. Of doing it. And remember, go forth and be dangerous for what the Lord needs you to do.